welcome back to the podcast where I write down and discuss all of my random crazy, funny, serious, or bitchy thoughts of the week and put them through the juicer. Because it's getting juicy with peaches and cream. Honey. Honey stunny. Okay, wait. Today I have a lot in store for y'all. Um, I'm just going to go over my regular getting juicy silliness, honey. Very goofy topics this week, actually. One thing that I do want to touch on is serious. Oh, two things, possibly. But with everything going on in the news, if you have eyes and ears, you know what's going on. The foolishness. But also, there was justice served. So, that's me addressing some of the stuff. I can't always do a serious, huge, deep dive, you know, on everything that is important. You know, um, so I just want to jump into the funness today. At the end of this, I am doing Scottish Heritage Month celebration because Middle Eastern Heritage Month and Scottish Heritage Month are the same month. All these months, all these months, all, all of them, honey, and you're going to do it. You can do that. I mean, there are only like 12 months and I'm pretty sure like months overlay and stuff. You know, you get it. Um. But yeah, so, just like a regular episode, time to jump right in. A regular fabulous episode, stunning. Um, I just want to jump in and talk about this. I have no idea what made me find this word. Huh. That's, that's some crazy shit. But I found this word, and then I found the definition of the word, and honey, it describes me to a T, honey, to an A through B, C, D, all the way down to the T. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. To be sardonic is to be disdainfully or cynically humorous or scornfully mocking, a form of wit or humor. Being sardonic often involves expressing an uncomfortable truth in a clever way and not necessarily malicious way, often with a degree of skepticism. Bitch, that is me anytime, like, I try, like, Anytime I try to bring up some serious shit, I always try to be goofy about it, but still touch on, like, the serious thing about, like, honey, sardonic, like, my name, <sighs> pause for drink, my drag name should have been sardonic, bitch, that is my, that is me, it's me, and then is this next thought sardonic in a way? I love how regular seasons of Drag Race, you don't want to be in the bottom, girl. You want to stay the fuck out of that shit because you might go home. But in All Stars, you, well, some of the girls want to win the lip syncs. I personally would want to live, I would want to live, I would, huh, I would want to win as many lip syncs as possible. Because I would want to be like Alaska, honey, sending all the girls home. But then, like, what happens if it was a jury thing, you know? Because Alaska was, like, the narrator of the season. I don't remember anybody but Alaska and Detox and Alyssa. I mean, any season Katya is on, Katya, like, is transcendent. Can Katya host Drag Race Russia? <laughs> Wait. If that ever becomes a thing, you have to. You have to. Fuck, it's hard podcasting because you have to take drinks to refresh in your voice. But then I'm going to have to edit out these drinks. Ugh. And I would be so cut and dry about it, honey. Because at the end of the day, like, it's a reality competition. I am so waiting for somebody to turn it into Big Brother or into 
what's the other one? I like it more. Survivor, duh, bitch. And um, really turn it into that and like do some strategizing, some gaming. What is it called? What do they love to say in that? What do they love to say on Survivor? Like make game moves in order to win at the end. Like that's what a girl needs to do. A girl needs to get on All Stars. And they need to be like, well, what have you done? No, <laughs> who have you kicked off in order to win? Like, that's what they, because they make wins count so much on Drag Race. When is it going to count that you kick somebody off? Because I just want the, I just want the, <laughs> the drama. Just be honest. Spill the tea, bitch. It's getting juicy. I just want the drama. Because you know BB picked Trixie. Ugh. Oh, I have to edit that out. That drink. But she goes, oh shit. Trixie's right there. Has that happened in the past? Oh yeah, with Roxy and Chi Chi. And that's another thing. I don't like when they keep the queen that is always in the bottom. Because it really sort of puts... Not a bad taste, because it's just a... TV show, but, like, it does almost, like, like have you view that person a little bit, like, like, um, at that point in time when that was filmed, off track, or whatever the word is, because think about how well Roxy did on her first season, it's like, did hate drive her? <laughs> this is just me being stupid. Speaking of drag and gorgeousness and stunningness, honey, did you see the new channel art, honey? Did you see the new channel art? How much clearer it is and how much better I look and how much stunisha it is, honey. Stunning with the peach lip and the green eye and that luscious brown hair because, okay, let me tell you a secret. If peaches, okay, peaches signature hair color is peach. I would love her to be white, honey. But whatever, whatever, whatever. Or both. Okay, wait. My signature hair color is peach. But if I had to choose, like, a natural color that grew out of people's heads, I would pick brown. Poisonally. Poisonally, that's what I would pick. When I first started drag, <clears throat> I wanted blonde hair because my mama's blonde, my grandma's blonde, and... They were, like, very influential to my drags. But then, like, almost every woman in my family has been. And the majority of the women in my family have brown hair. But I think it's because I always had brown curly hair. I was so obsessed with getting straight blonde hair when I was in high school. For so, I don't know what the reason was. I still can't tell myself why I wanted to do that. I think it was to look more like my mom some because I knew my whole life I was Italian and then right before high school I found out I was a little Eastern and I never knew what my mom was but anybody well not anybody a lot of people that were um like full-blooded Italian would give me shit sometimes just for the fun of it or to be an asshole because like they knew for a fact I wasn't a full Italian and they just wanted to give me shit about that for whatever reason but for the longest time, honey, I wanted straight blonde hair. I, Because my hair is like, it's an afro texture. So I put that 
um, relaxing kit on it to get it straight. It worked, but I left it on too long around my kitchen because it just turned into like blonde clouds. Because at that point, I had bleached it and then relaxed it. Like, who the hell does that there? And I think I did the steps wrong anyways. And I think I did it all within like a weekend. So no wonder it was all crunching much. But then after like seeing, that was like a tangent. After seeing all these other drag queens in blonde hair, I'm like, okay, yeah, okay, another one, mm -hmm. another one, okay, yeah. So then, like, I've really been getting into brown hair more. I still love blonde hair. I want that, I just want one really good blonde wig because my blonde wigs are a little, like, dinky. <laughs> And, um, yeah, just not a fan, honey, not a fan of my blonde hair, or me in blonde hair. And on another thing we're talking, since I'm on it, honey, this is random, it's the, the random show, honey. Um, I was thinking about how, like, you see, like, majority of drag queens in blonde. I see, I also see majority of drag queens in pink, like, majority of drag queens' signature color is pink. And this is my phrase, I coined, I coined I should put it in my bio. I'm gonna do that. Cause it's a it's a it's a um self-made quote. What is that called? It came from me. But um when everybody else is in pink, wear peach. Isn't that fabulous? That's a quote made by me. Because bitches always be wearing pink. Pink or blue, and then they're like royal and wear purple you know <laughs> any girl who's named after like a princess or a royalty or something you know her signature color is gonna be purple that was like a really long tangent based off of the new channel art but i've just been embracing i've just been embracing my natural brown hair color more while i'm in drags because there was a while where i did want my signature hairstyle and hair color to be a white ponytail. But then there was that while where James Mansfield was teaching everybody how to do that ponytail. So everybody was wearing the ponytail. And I said, okay, let me switch it up, baby. Let me switch it up, baby. Because I did watch James Mansfield's videos for a while, but there's just so much drag content that over time I've sort of like outgrown and like have watched, started watching new stuff. And, like, sometimes I feel bad for not watching every little thing that drag queens do, but, like, you you always can't, honey. And I certainly definitely notice that they don't really give a shit about what I do half the time. But I really do appreciate those that do. This isn't me, like, disregarding those that love y'all. I was really, like, like, oh, by, like, how many people, like, my Middle Eastern Heritage Month episode, it's called Chao Bruto, and... My Black History Month, that's the name of that episode, and one of my other cultural months, I can't remember which one it was, no, what is one of those? I can't remember, but what I'm trying to get at is, oh, my audience seems to love when I discuss and celebrate cultures, and honey, that is my tea, that's my tea, ooh, I love doing that so much, and like, the fact that the audience perceives that the most is what makes me excited. Which I think I covered everything that I wanted to cover. I know that peach was always going to be my signature color. Um, orange was always my favorite color. And then 
I think, I'm trying to think if I was looking at shades of orange and saw that peach was a shade of orange. I don't know, but somewhere along the lines, I, like, peaches have always been my favorite fruit, baby. Baby man, okay? But a peach is also, like, a rare fruit. Like, that's not the flavor you find the most often. Nowadays, honey, nowadays, I've been finding peach shit everywhere, and they've been coming out with tons of peach stuff. I actually have Instagram DM'd. <laughs> Let's see if I could list all the places. Kit Kat for peaches and cream Kit Kat. Oreo, duh. I said, hi, I think a vanilla cookie with peach Oreo cream would be amazing and perfect for the summer. <laughs> and then listen, I said, hi there. I love Nickelodeon and I grew up watching so many of its shows. They're some of the best. I truly think you could create a streaming service for all Nickelodeon shows called Nickelodeon All. <laughs> Nickelodeon All. Nickelodeon All. And then last, last um, idea I had that I messaged somebody. Okay. Y'all ready for this, honey? Hope you're doing well. This was, <laughs> this was October, honey, the midst of the pandemic. Hi, I hope you're doing well and are staying safe. <laughs> I am a huge fan of your work and you because you're very kind, open-minded, and funny. I know that chances are you may not see this, but would you ever return as Sabrina the Middle-Aged Witch? <laughs> How did I not get blocked for that? <laughs> when I read that back now, that is like... <laughs> It sounds so shady, but there's nothing wrong with being middle-aged. She was just Sabrina the Teenage Witch. She could be Sabrina the Middle-Aged Witch. Okay, and speaking of, like, popular brands and famous people and celebrities, when I was younger, I always thought, and we're going to take a break after this. I'm just going to read this and then we can go to break. When I was younger, I thought Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen <laughs> were triplets because of how people said their names. <laughs> and once I meet my sister, we were such weird kids. We were playing hide and seek. <laughs> when we were looking for each other, we'd be yelling, Mary Kate and Ashley. Because <laughs> I think they were looking for each other in one of their movies. And that was when I was like, Mary. Kate, Ashley, and my sister came out from where she was hiding, and she goes, are you calling for three people? And I'm like, yes, isn't it Mary Kate and Ashley? He's like, no, it's Mary Kate and Ashley. So go ahead and sit with that. And I can't remember how old I was, but it was probably single digits. So, <laughs> yep. <laughs> We're going to go to break now, okay? Welcome back. <laughs> okay. Are y'all liking that? I started that last episode and I think it's silly. It reminds me of the ice cream trucks where where I grew up when the ice cream truck was growing growing, going, it would be like Hello. And then every once in a while you would hear like Hello or you would hear like Yum! I think that's what it was. Or it was like, 
Hello? Listen, honey, I lived on a state route. The only time I was seeing an ice cream truck was when I was at my grandparents' house. It was usually only on Sundays, but I swear I remember being up there a little bit more. Like, I know it was mainly just Sundays. That was the one time I, we all got together and saw each other. Unless somebody died or somebody was getting married. We also saw each other on holidays a lot of the time. So actually, maybe we did, maybe I did see my family a lot more than I thought. It was just, I did not know the motherfuckers. I didn't know him. I don't know him now, him. I know my mom, my dad, my sister, ma'am, Mary. Mary and Tony. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, so you know how drag queens go, Mary. Drag queen, drag kings, y'all should start saying Tony to each other. Just because Mary and Tony are my grandparents' names. It's really cute. And speaking of grandparents' names, I just want to touch on the fact that if I ever had to change my drag name i was really thinking about shirley iman but like i wish i could think of some italian too to put in there oh after iman I, I could possibly think of something but what i was thinking of shirley iman because shirley is my grandmother who is scottish and irish um and welsh's first name and then iman is just a common Middle Eastern name, and it would be that like Shirley, like Shirley, a man, you know, like it's a pun, it's a pun, pun. Where's my list? Okay, here we go. <laughs> okay, something I want to talk about. Ah, oh my gosh. Okay, so my mom does listen to this, but okay, I want to start an OnlyFans so badly, so badly, but my parents would kill me, honey. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, like, I'm 22, and it does not even matter, Mary. It doesn't matter. I would get my ass beat, probably. Beat. <laughs> I have the OnlyFans hoe in me. And hoe isn't a bad word. Hoe is a celebratory word. If you think it's a put-down word, then that's on you, honey. Okay, and then I just want to read out the series, because I'm really enjoying the fun flow of this episode. I just want to read off my serious thing I wanted to touch on real quickly before I Scottish Heritage Celebration. Facebook has a discriminatory name policy that really only targets queer people. People make fake accounts on Facebook already with normal names, so I don't know why it like truly matters that you have to have a, like a real name and an ID. Um, and it's really used to target queer people, specifically trans individuals and drag artists they did not i i honestly because i was on facebook for years honey years they did not enact this facebook name policy really until the queer community and drag artists really started um rising in acceptance and popularity you know and whenever queer culture was really starting to be accepted that's when they really started cracking down this white dude literally like that was his last name changed his last name to abu dhabi while he dated my sister my sister changed her fucking name to daisy may and then i can name three businesses in town that have personal facebook accounts my drag is just as a business account as theirs bitch so like how dare you and then i was thinking this i wish clubs would now start taking photos of us 
printing, get, like getting I, our IDs printed out with our drag name on it, the bar that like gave us our ID and our like birth dates on there, or our drag start date, it would probably have to be your birth date, just because you have to have something like that with your name on it to send a picture of to Facebook. They have to be that deep in your fucking privacy. It really, really annoys me. But you know what else annoys me? When you start performing, you have to 100% break your body in and get used to it, honey. And it may take a minute, especially if you have existing health problems. But bitches, I was like, I would be in the clubs like, so like, did you guys have to like get used to performing? No, no, it just kind of came natural to me. I'm just like, okay, fuck off, cunts, like whatever. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I'm not proofing. <laughs> I also feel like that's a lie bitches told. <laughs> Because how could you be, some of these were like, like pure dude, you know what I mean? They were cisgendered gay men, dudes. And <laughs> I know dude's a bad word right now, honey, oh shit. Um, they could have not have always been able to be agile in heels, honey. And some of them weren't then. <laughs> read, Peaches, read. Oh, that was my list? Fabulous, fabulous, okay, fabulous. Okay, so I guess I could just jump into my Scottish celebration of heritage. And if I'm still feeling fun and frilly and stilly and goofy. <laughs> okay, after um, my, my um, Scottish heritage celebration, I might just chit chat a little bit more if I feel like it. Okay, everybody, so here we go. I'm going to do like I always do and just celebrate some of the accomplishments of Scottish people for this episode because it's Scottish Heritage Month this episode because it's that's in the that's in the month of April as well as Middle Eastern Heritage Month and I am going to talk about how they inspire me as well. Well, like last week, Maya Diab was new, but but she's been inspiring me to dance, honey, to that music. But let's jump in today. I do want to start with Emma Thompson. <laughs> You know, Nanny McPhee herself, honey. Her mother's Scottish and her dad is English. In case you were curious and it really mattered that you needed to tell how much Scottish she was. She had her first professional role in 1982, starring in a staged version of Not the Nine O'Clock News. She then turned to television, where much of her early work came with her Footlights, co-stars, Hugh Laurie and Stephen Fry. For regional ITV comedy series, There's Nothing to Worry About from 1982 was their first outing, followed by one-off BBC show The Crystal Cube, 1983. There's Nothing to Worry About later returned as the network sketch show Alfresco, 1983 to 1984, which ran for two series with Thompson Fry, Laurie, Ben Elton, and Rob Coltrane. She later collaborated again with Fry and Lori on the acclaimed BBC Radio 4 series Natter Natterday Night. <laughs> Saturday Night Fry in 1988. So that was like her early like TV career. And But she starred and scripted in Sense and Sensibility in 1985. Oops, 1995, my dumbass which earned her numerous awards, including an Academy Award for Best Adapted Screenplay 
and it makes her the only person to receive Academy Award for writing and acting, and a two-time BAFTA Award for Best Actress. Oh, my bad. Her first film was 1989's rom-com, The Tall Guy. I literally wrote that down. How did I forget that? And then some of her other films are Love Actually, 2003, Nanny McPhee, Honey, 2005, and Nanny McPhee 2. I forgot what year that was. Men in Black, 2012, Brave, 2012. What? The cartoon Brave with the Scottish princess? Who the fuck was she? Beauty and the Beast, 2017. I don't know who she was in that. I haven't seen that yet. And then Years and Years, 2019. Hey, Google. Hey, Google. Google does not. My phone is, something's wrong. Who did Emma Thompson play in Brave? Oh, my gosh. The bitch that gets turned into a bear. Uh, I have to rewatch that now. Oh my god. Wow. That's just interesting. Wow. Huh. I do not know that. I watched that movie. Anyways. <laughs> she has two Academy Awards for Best Actress in Howard's End in 1992 and Best Screenplay for Sense and Sensibility in 1995. She has two BAFTA awards and two Golden Globes for the same exact thing. And then she has one Emmy for being on Ellen, for being an outstanding guest actress in a comedy series in 1990, in 1998. And the Emmy was just for her as herself. And her breakthrough was in the West End revival of the musical Me and My Girl in 1985. So I'm guessing that's when, like, I wasn't alive then, but I'm guessing that's maybe when people really started remembering and knowing her in, like, a famous level. I don't know. <laughs> but Emma Thompson inspires me because maybe one day I'll be able to speak as nicely as her, honey, and write as nicely as her. Um, she's regal. She's elegant. She's class. But... She's obviously clearly funny, too. She, like, reminds me of somebody that you would, like, want to be your aunt. You Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I know she hasn't really gone nowhere, but I'm making, I'm waiting for her to do, like, some huge, big, final comeback, honey. I want her to play, like, a whore that smokes cigarettes and, like, does she like a shot of whiskey every f three hours? Is that too much? Four hours? I don't know, honey. Clearly, clearly you don't know. Clearly, you know I don't. I don't. I don't know nothing about that. But that's what I have on Emma Thompson. And then next up, I have the fabulous, 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 fabulous Alicia Keys. Ooh, that voice cracked though, honey. That would not happen to Alicia. She's African-American, her father is, so she is. And then her mother is Scottish, Irish, and Italian. And she feels growing up with her Scottish mother, and she also grew up with her grandmother from her father's side. But she felt growing up with her mother, who was Scottish, she was also Irish and Italian, instilled the strong work 
ethic she has today and owes it to her Scottish heritage. So I thought that would be fun to put her on this list too, just because I love to also get some diversity in here because um, we need to like open up more, you know what I mean? She's a 15 time Grammy award winner, bitch. Stunning. She's a singer, songwriter, and producer. She's a powerful force in philanthropy and in the global fight against HIV and AIDS. And she got a BET award for humanitarian in 2009 for a reason, Miss Thing. She got an MTV Europe Music Award for best R&B, I'm guessing, album? It didn't say in 2002. VMA for best R&B video in 2002 and 2005. Plus a VMA for best new artist in 2001. She has two live albums, two studio albums, one EP, 45 singles, 11 guest appearances, six promotional singles, get that money, honey, one remix album, four reissue albums, I don't even know what that means, and seven box sets. <laughs> Her top three on Spotify are No One, My Boo, and If I Ain't Got You. Oh, God, honey. Oh, girl, honey, that's a wet, like, honey. Alicia Keys is the music you sing alone, honey. Just because, like, I get, I personally get messy. <laughs> and then I can't find a solid vocal type for Alicia Keys, because I guess she's just so stunning and fluid with her voice. Alicia Keys has done a lot, damn. She's also been a voice coach on The Voice. That was like, okay, when are they, honey, it's always men, 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 men. When are we good? Because like, personally, 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 I feel like women dominate the music industry. People will listen to women more than men. People want to listen to women more than men. Personally, personally. So why can't it be Carrie Underwood? Wait, who is that? Who is the white girl on there? Carrie Underwood? No. It's another white girl. Fuck. Kelly? 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 Fuck. The white girl who's country. Shakira. Alicia Keys. And then you could throw in a Miley. Has there been any other voice judges? I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, I always thought Adele should be a voice judge for something, but anyways. Why can't it just be some women sometime on there? I, I see they listened and got Adam. <laughs> this is about Alicia. I love how witty Alicia Keys is. I'm trying to think if she's written all of her songs. But I know that she's written numerous songs for other people. Many people. She's also so stunning, honey. Stunning. She has appeared like so many times without makeup. And she even, even herself says, like, don't make a big deal of it. But, like, but you're beautiful. Like, you're so stunning. How can we not? <laughs> but that's what I have on Alicia Keys. Next up, we have Annie Lennox, honey. She is Scottish. Scottish, honey. Scottish. She's a singer, songwriter, political activist, and philanthropist. 
She had a new wave band in the 1970s prior to Eurythmics, which brought her her most like commercial success. She has a Brit Award for Best Female Actress in 1996, a VMA in 1992 for Best Video, and then she went solo in 1992 with her debut album, Diva, which included Why, Walking on Broken Glass. I love Walking on Broken Glass, honey. Um, she got a Best Original, I wrote OG, Songwriter Award for the Golden Globes in 2004 for Into the West. And then she got the um, Grammy for Best Video in 1993 for Diva, for Diva. Now, could you imagine? <laughs> Appearing in the 1983 music video for Sweet Dreams are made of this. with orange cropped hair and wearing a man's suit, the BBC stated all eyes were on Annie Lennox, the singer whose powerful androgynous look defied the male gaze. Subsequent hits with Eurythmics include There Must Be an Angel, Playing with My Heart. <laughs> I don't know that song. And here comes the rain again. Her vocal range is contralto, which is the most rare vocal type. Mine is fried chicken nugget voice. <laughs> I don't know. BH1 named her the greatest white soul singer alive. She has six studio albums, one comp album, four video albums, 23 music videos, 23 singles. She has sold over 80 million and her Spotify top three are Sweet Dreams are made of these. Walking on broken glass. Walking on, walking on broken glass. And then, why? I don't know why. And then I wrote down just, I love I put a spell on you. <laughs> I just, I really do. I'm probably going to be performing this later this year, honey. But Annie Lennox is fabulous. She has had a very long, illustrious, fabulous, stunning career. I also love Requiem for a Private War. And I really want to watch the movie about the woman that that song is featured in. I love that song. Oh, wow, I've been on for a long time. Oh, wait, no, I've been talking about everybody equally, I think. I should pay attention about that. I should set a timer. Oh, honey, that would be smart. Set a timer so I'm making sure I'm spending the same amount of time on each person. And then finally, honey, finally, this is probably the one I'm most excited for. Are you excited? Because I am. Let me get a drink of water. This lemonade is, like, fucking me up. Okay, everybody, so the final person I'm talking about today for Scottish Heritage Month is Bishop Briggs, honey, the fabulous, stunning, amazing Bishop Briggs. She is Scottish, honey, Scottish, honey, honey. She's born in England, though, okay? So it does say she's English, in case y'all try to be like, she's English. <laughs> oh, based off of what I'm reading and researching, where I'm getting my research from, honey, because I store all this in, like, a cute little notebook, she turns a lot of her pilots, wait, what are they called? What? She turns plot, oh, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. She turns a lot of her singles into albums, or everywhere I'm getting my research from is wrong and liars. Um, <laughs> she also writes all of her music. 
Her Spotify top three are like a river. That's my favorite. Ooh, no, no, I can't pick a favorite Bishop Briggs song. My second, my second favorite is Spotify number two song. Like on her top three on Spotify are is White Flag. <laughs> And then her top three song on Spotify is Never Tear Us Apart. Okay, honey? Right now, I'm going to name all the Bishop Briggs songs I know off the top of my head. Dream, White Flag, Wild Horses, River, Rush, Higher. Oh, I just performed Higher. You have to go watch my performance. I'm posting it today before Drag Race because I'm like, oh, honey, there's no way I'm posting my lip sync after the Drag Race lip sync finale. No. So go go watch that. Um, her single "River" peaked at number three on America's Alternative Chart. She is not new, but she is gaining more popularity with her um, rare and amazing style. That's my own word. Based off of my research, she started just in 2015. So that's a badass bitch. After moving to Los Angeles, she played anywhere she could and. Eventually, yeah, that's what that is. My writing, I'm so sorry. Let me just. She played anywhere she could, like I said, and eventually she was able to release her very first single, Wild Horses, in July 2015. I did not know that that was her first song. And also, it was in an Akura, Akira, Akura, Akira, Akira Chanel. <laughs> It was in a car commercial, and I remember the car commercial, because I think the horses turn into cars, or some shit, or it's just playing in the background. I feel like I got distracted and didn't finish writing about her. Oh, oh, I didn't finish reading what I wrote. In January 2016, <laughs> River was released. And it was a commercial success, honey. On number on the, oh, it was number one on Hype Machine's popular chart and in Spotify US's top 50 and number two on the global viral top 50. And um, Bishop Brace has just been putting in the work since she started and I'm so fascinated by Bishop Briggs is because I'm like, I'm the pop diva, R&B loving, like, raptress, disco fever, honey. So you wouldn't think that alternative music would be my style, but like her music is like, I don't know, honey. I don't know. I just like, like how you don't put Lady Gaga's music in a category. I don't put... I mean, I guess you could put Lady Gaga on pop, but I don't put Bishop Briggs in a category like that. I guess it's alternative pop. I just... It's fabulous music, honey. She's probably, like, one of the artists that I have most of their songs. You know what I mean? And I can't wait to see where Bishop Briggs goes with her career. But I think that she's a beautiful soul, has a beautiful voice, is funny... I want to be friends with this bitch. She's so pretty, too. Ugh. But she's one of those girls that you would think is mean <laughs> because of her beauty. <laughs> so that's what I have, honey, for Scottish Heritage Month. I hope y'all enjoyed that.
Um, that one seemed rather short, but I know a couple times in the past I've done four people, so I just wanted to do four this time. Next up, we have Italiano Heritage Month. I'm so excited to talk about my Italian Heritage that month. Um, every month except for Black History Month has been like my heritage and culture as well. Um, I don't think that there's Welsh Heritage Month, though. I'm going to have to look that up. Let's look it up right now. Let's do an adventure before we end the show. When is Welsh Heritage Month? There is no Welsh Heritage Month. Sorry. Oops. <laughs> I think that's it, honey. Did you enjoy? I enjoyed. This was a fun episode. I did enjoy touching on one serious topic about the um, Facebook thing. Because I just wanted to get away from, like, violence for a minute, honey. We all know what's going on. And if you aren't paying attention to it, this isn't the tea for you. I need to get a new battery for my juicer. It's getting tired. <laughs> I'm just I'm just getting tired, honey. Ooh. But please go check out my lip sync at my Instagram at peaches underscore and cream. You could also follow the podcast at getting juicy pod. Message me stuff you want me to read on the podcast if you think it's goofy. You can always just start a conversation too on some of the posts. I usually post visuals there if I need to talk about a visual. But yes, I use Anchor to create my podcast and I love it. You can follow the podcast wherever you're listening. So it comes up on there so you know when new episodes are about. I think you can leave a review for the podcast because I would love to hear what you'd love to see or hear me improve on because it's a podcast, not something you watch. I would love to implement that feature in the future. And yes, I think that's everything, honey. I need to write, I need to do a little outline, intro outline, honey. So that should be everything. Oh, you can also correct me on the Instagram if I'm wrong about stuff. (laughs) Okay. Thank you for listening and have a fabulous, wonderful rest of your morning, evening, midday, or nighttime. (laughs) Good night or whatever. I don't, what? (laughs) Bye.